0: Hello, this is Richard C. Wilson with the Family Office Club, and today we have a member spotlight video with S.L. Vanderzanden, who is a CPA and co-founder and managing principal and CEO of Caprock Real Estate. In 2008, at the depth of the great financial crisis, to act as a court-appointed receiver and manager for special servicers of defaulted CMB assets, today the firm focuses on implementing high-touch asset management execution of business plans for 1.5 million square foot private investor owned real re- retail properties. So welcome to the uh, member spotlight video here SL. Thanks Richard. Great and uh, I want to start out with a one-liner um, on really what your firm does. I read off your bio and some of the backgrounds people know you have that deep uh, special servicer experience which if people don't know it means you've dealt with workout situations. You've dealt probably with banks taking over assets. You've dealt with assessing situations where things went sideways unexpectedly, which you know since we saw each other last has become a more important skill set uh, in the in the world. Uh, but if you want to share kind of the one the one sentence kind of description of really what CapRock is all about and what you're focused on as a firm, I think that'd be great to share.
1: Okay, so CapRock is a vertic- vertically integrated uh, firm. 12 years' experience, 5.2 million uh, feet of uh, commercial real estate that we've managed and uh, many times turned around during that time frame, We developed a uh, contrarian view regarding retail real estate and now focus on uh, acquisitions of assets with Amazon-resistant uh, tenants and long-term growth uh, dynamics.
0: Okay, great, so let's unpack that a little bit. Um, Amazon resistant is a word that we talked about at one of our investor summits last year that you were at. I remember talking about that on stage and digging into that a little bit. And one of the investors on stage liked that term that you used because the herd mentality is that, oh, you know, retail, you know, the Bed Bath & Beyond, the Sears of the world are getting killed. So how do you invest in retail? What are some examples of Amazon resistant businesses that are kind of classic go-to's that you look, look to for like anchors or tenants within a retail uh, shopping center?
1: So from a category standpoint, uh, we, we do it like this. We talk about food, fitness, fun, medical, uh, entertainment, and uh, service providers. So as I like to say, anything that you can't put in a box and ship. You know, is pretty, pretty uh, resistant to take over by Amazon. But they're creative people, and who knows, what sure. will that ultimately happen? But uh, an interesting thing that's happening that is sort of counterintuitive that you may or may not have noticed is companies like Orb or Parky, Parker, who have a big online presence built were built on the internet, and mm-hmm. have a fabulous service and quality and all that. Have opened up stores now um, in at least the major cities like I'm in Chicago we have several here um, and are now attracting customers through brick-and-mortar scor- stores getting fitted maybe and measured but sure. all the glasses come through the internet and uh, and then get fitted so mm-hmm. another obviously Amazon has stores so there's plenty of right. other examples of this reverse migration of retail out of the internet, into uh, brick and mortar. So it's a very dynamic situation.
0: Sure, sure. Well, one thing I wanted to bring up is that I have a lot of my investors asking for things that have income behind it and good income. And if you go with where millions of other private investors are flooding into assets, it kind of beats down the income because the cap rates get lower and then, you know, it's producing less cash. Yeah. So what is kind of an expectation set for what you would think is a moderate risk or a relatively low risk retail, center investment, what's the cash flow range that you're seeing? Because there's probably a lot of people listening to this who are familiar with multifamily or office park cash flows or self-storage maybe, but they don't know for the deals that you guys look at what that income looks like.
1: Right. So on the very safe end, triple A credit, you know, just perfect location, everything's right. Mm -hmm. Maybe it would go sub six percent, Okay. maybe to five and a half, but virtually everything is above six Decent, solid retail center is at least a seven cap now, and now, uh, at least in the central U.S., we're seeing deals, and we have one tied up right now, at above 8% yield. So, um, and you compare that to the other asset classes, the only ones that are higher yields are seriously more risky, like power centers and regional malls, Um, but virtually all other categories, unless you go to Class C, are uh, lower yielding
0: than, than retail. Um, last question here is just uh, if you were to provide advice to someone investing into any type of commercial real estate or into retail, because that's where you have a deep specialty focus here. And it was say an investor looking for your number one piece of advice or an advice that really they shouldn't have to learn the hard way. If they would, if they would you know, heed your advice here on this video interview, uh, what would that be?
1: <laughs> My number one piece of advice would fi- be to find a truly experienced, professional uh, advisor or sponsor or partner um, to guide you through the process because there's so many places that you can trip up and uh, it takes a long time it's just trial and error and, and to build that knowledge and the the experience to know where to look to find the problems
0: right yeah no i'm glad that you brought that up because there's so many there's like 500 little nuances to any business yeah and it's not just about getting a great deal. I mean, if the team can't execute together, if you can't execute the plan, if you don't have a plan, if it's not a good plan, uh, wrong type of debt, wrong partners, wrong location. I mean, there's, you could go on for a whole day workshop right. on how to mess up a real estate deal that I'm sure you could do a full day workshop just on a hundred ways to lose money if you're not careful on a real estate deal, right? So, And,
1: and that's exactly how we ended up specializing in retail it well it was accidental in the sense that we had a lot of properties we managed that were retail Mm -hmm. Um, and then over time because we were working with distress we worked out a lot of those issues and realized that we liked the asset we liked working with that style of tenant um, the way the leases work uh, the maintenance requirements of the of the assets so they're not as complex as an office building or capital intensive but Mm -hmm. you also get a relatively high yield for them so Right. We specifically then decided to focus on retail and then specifically decided to to focus on strip centers that have the kind of tenants I've discussed, you know, the Amazon-resistant.
0: Sure, great. And what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they're not already in direct contact? What's, what's the best way to find you online or reach out to you?
1: So the best way, our, our um, domain name is Caprock, and then RE for realestate.com. And okay. uh, all my information's there, mm-hmm. bio. Yeah, all about all the aspects of the firm because we do have um, management and leasing and sales too that help support the assets we buy. Um, great. But, but it's all there.
0: Okay, great. Thanks for joining us, SL, and hope to see you at one of our uh, investor summits again soon. Take care. I will.